Casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. I've forgotten how this starts again. Can you, can you remind yeah. me? I we might need to check that it's episode 126 as well. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's been a while. It's been a while. So do we? I assume we address that it's been a while. I mean, we're I starting. We're it. starting fresh. Let's brush over really. it. No, we'll brush over. It. Brush over. It. As you may, as you may have heard in our last episode from November <laughs> of two years ago. I mean, oh, yeah. damn it! I forgot. I forgot we were brushing over dating it. Dating the pod. Damn Stop it! Dating the pod. <laughs> Rule number one of the pod is don't, to don't date, date the, the pod. pod. Yeah, yeah. Even though when you, by the time you put it in an app store or, or whatever it's called, the uh, podcast library, it's there with the time and date of when it was uploaded. <laughs> so I don't know why we bother. Um, <laughs> All right, da- we... dating the pod. As far as we're here, we're we're here and now, and we're, we're here, back into 50% it. Fifty percent of us are queer, and we're getting into it. Um, yeah, so, so nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. It's the same fifty percent as last time. I'll, I'll point that out. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought we could leave that one open uh, for interpretation. <laughs> uh, drop some hints. Okay. Uh, well, what if it's twenty-five, twenty-five each? Yeah. Well, I guess We're worth I, a quarter. I, I guess if we talk about why there's been a hiatus, it might exp- it might sort of help address the um, your gay rumors. Yeah, it might dispel some rumors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the, the, <laughs> these abundant gay rumors about Luke. <laughs> like, why I'm not here for two years because yeah. I'm just <laughs> I'm abundantly. Just... <laughs> like I'm here to address the rumors of my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have so been having, time... I have been having children. Not yeah. me. Not me. It... Oh God, not to me. To be honest, we could um, based on. I mean, I'm wondering. There's probably all of me maybe you and probably two others that uh have actually are actually going to listen to this that know that we existed two mm-hmm. years ago yeah, yeah um we're starting fresh but i did re-listen to our last episode today and it was really interesting you could almost you could almost as a listener if you're one of our regulars because we did have quite a few regulars back when we were doing this um in that episode, you accidentally let slip that uh, my wife is pregnant. Oh, really? And then really? we don't do another episode after that. So <laughs> you could, the, the the press would be running rife with rumors as to the fact that you're you're out of it and we're having a two, an almost two year spat. <laughs> um, but yeah, what <laughs> as you may have heard in the last episode, um, my wife was pregnant. <laughs> Um, almost two years ago, so I now have a child who's a year and a half old. Um, Congratulations! To go I'm with really, our other child, really who's excited to hear about four that. and a half. You are. You're excited to hear we were going to have had a baby. <laughs> uh, and is it a a baby boy, a baby girl, or neutral, or what's the deal? We've got a. So now, so these days, now that yeah. we've flashed forward after our indefinite hiatus, um, which I really enjoy the fact that we had an indefinite hiatus. Yeah. Something, without something really, really good about that. Yeah, without really even addressing <laughs> it at the time. It just, just disappeared at the face of the earth. Yeah, just hiatus. Yep. Um, I'm going to have to start up our social channels and stuff again. I didn't think of that. Oh, wasn't I, wasn't um, I in charge of that for a while? Uh, yeah, for a while, but there's a reason why you weren't. I'm to get back on the um, Insta. That's one of my last Instagram posts. <laughs> um what was i saying yeah i've got a i've now got a four-year-old girl and a, a one and a half year old boy wow um and it begs the question why do they call it a bouncing baby boy do you, uh, ever, do you ever think of that you know that that saying bouncing baby boy is it What's like from is it when the baby like bounces out as in born and then how long is it bouncing like is it a short-term thing or can it be a bouncing baby boy for as long as it's a baby or is it when it's just a newborn i don't know i thought it was like they exclaim you know in the same sort of sentence as you traditionally say it's a boy or it's a girl when the baby first comes out um you would that's when they that's when you're most 
That's when you're at your most bouncing, I would have thought. Is there an equivalent for a female? Just a weird phrase. Is there an equivalent for a female? Um, No, because I think probably when they made it up, the dads were probably just um, disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Origin (laughs) of bouncing baby Horrendously sexist. Yeah, there you go. I I knew you'd be Googling. Uh, If you say that someone is bouncing with health, you mean they are very healthy. You can also refer to a bouncing baby to mean a, a healthy baby. Uh, they are bouncing oh. with health in the good weather. Derek is now the proud Derek. Why <laughs> choose oh. Derek? Oh, this is yeah. going to throw you off. Derek is now the proud father of a bouncing baby girl. So we're just being sexist, you oh. and I. So it could be a yeah. bouncing baby no, girl. Hey, I'm not. Well, d- well, I wasn't. I was. I was. I was thrusting sexism upon others. <laughs> I assumed sexism. Well, Derek would beg to differ. He would be quite unhappy with this conversation. How the heck did Derek, someone with the name Derek, Derek. manage to have a baby? Oh, Derek! I mean, is no the... offense to any listener that we're clawing. For Do you know here, anyone so... called no. Derek? I don't think I've ever met a Derek. Um, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever met a Derek. Oh, I definitely have met Dereks. I can't. Unfortunately, say that. they really said the name Derek. They were in like the what's the word? Uh, gif? Not gif? What's the opposite of gifted? <laughs> I don't want to say the R word, but... Yeah, no, don't say... Don't drop a hard R in here. Don't um, drop a hard R. All right. Who's um, the most famous... Yeah, they were in the, just, in the kind of the class... Famous Derricks. Who's the most famous Derrick? Well, there's uh, the TV series Derrick, obviously, with Ricky Gervais. Uh, yeah. Uh, Derek Jeter is apparently the most famous Derrick. Oh, yeah. Jeets. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Derek, Derek Zoolander. Okay. Again, that's two out of our three examples are made up. <laughs> so is it just one of those names that they, they call things to take the piss? Uh, hmm. Origin, 19th yeah. century, and it uh, has fallen out of favor recently. <laughs> so there we yeah. go. That's why we don't know that's, anyone. That's a shame. I was thinking uh, even, like, there's people... Not much older than us. And and in fact, there were some in my class at school. People called Steve. Oh, I love Steve. Like, imagine oh. having a baby Steve. Is that a thing? You haven't heard of a baby Steve recently. But you'd be a Stephen, surely, you mean. Well, baby Stephen then. Do people have a baby Stephen? I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I know. <laughs> I, have, I have my uncle Stephen. Yes, I know. Yeah, but that's of a certain age, right? That's older than us. Exactly. The people our it, age it, or it's younger. It's like, like a contemporary, like a contemporary Stephen. I don't know. I, I yeah. can't think of it. Of a, yeah. Another Stephen. I think. I think our age, our generation, a thirty-eight or thirty-seven-year-old man, is about as young as Steve as you'll find. Now, here's a name here: uh, Derek Stephen Prince, born nineteen sixty-nine, American <laughs> voice actor and radio host. So there we go. Remember that. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I've got Brilliant. a whole list of famous Derricks here. There's heaps of them here, but I I don't really know any of them. Um, okay. Here we go. Uh, Derek yeah. Sterling, and he's on cricket. Do you know him? So no, <laughs> no, I don't know him. <laughs> not certainly not personally. <laughs> no, um, he doesn't live around the road. So <laughs> this is Derek, a way to kick this back. Derek, off. <laughs> Derek Quigley, a New Zealand politician. Don't know him either. No, it rings a bell, but. They're not going to be younger than us. Is he like the one over from you down down your street? I think so, right? What? He's the one over from you down the street, right? You know him that way? Yeah? What are you talking about? Derek McCormick, no. New Zealand biochemist. He is across the road from you, diagonally. No, not straight, diagonally no, across the road from you. No, I think he no, was. No, he isn't. I think okay. he was. I sure. He was. Um, yeah. Derek Hansen, um, New Zealand get... uh, fiction, fiction writer, born in eight. He's diagonally the other way from you, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just down here in my cul-de-sac full yeah, of dearest. people who work in agriculture or writers or politicians. Yeah. It's kind of a nexus of those sorts of things. Is there a, there's a petition to call it, rename it to Derek Close, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's a cul-de-sac, so it's sort of a, a close, but also there's lots of Derek's quite close to each other. Um, you might be forced yeah. out. You might have to change your name. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I should have called my boy Derek and yeah. some ins. Oh, you should change his name to Derek. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely shouldn't. Yeah, definitely <laughs> shouldn't. Um, let's move on to something paranormal in case this is how people found us. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I'm going to throw, right. you the, throw you the question I always used to throw you. Um, 
So, actually, you know the answer to this anyway. But let's let's, let's throw me the question. Hi, stop uh, stop uh, peeking behind the, my green curtain. Um, so, anything paranormal happened to you in the last? I normally say week, two years. Yes. Yes, it's a yes. It's a yes from Tom. Yes. Hit me. It is a, it is a yes from Give me Tom. this story because I've I've heard the story over text message. Yes. Full disclosure, but right. I haven't heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> So hit me. Kind of lingered Tell on. Me your par- kind of lingered there a little bit. <laughs> I'll take I it as an I honest. I did not I'll linger it, on the whore. I'll take it as an honest mistake. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you you've had a paranormal I experience think, in think, the last two years. Like the 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 thing we always hoped would happen happened. It finally, it finally, it finally happened. And I think it's as simple as just look at the sky. <laughs> like spend time looking at the sky. Um, and you might see something. Um, so there you go, done, okay. <laughs> solved it. Okay. Uh, what might you see in the in said sky? In said sky. So lights, light, lights in the sky, uh, or um, maybe grayish triangular shapes in the sky, perhaps. So, all right, we'll set the scene here. So, um, I, I believe our listener is. Is yeah, probably yeah, at this point. Listeners. Say listeners. Listen, it makes, well, it's you it, and I at we least. Can pretend that, yeah. it's, it's you and I at exactly. least. Um, as you listen, you back, least, as yeah. you listen back to this. Um, might be aware that I, um, during, remember COVID when that was a thing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I was hoping when I listened back to the last episode, I could blame COVID for some of the break, yeah. but it was post COVID. We were back in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have that to cling to. Exactly, exactly. Well, um, when we were stuck and couldn't go anywhere, I invested uh, in a hot tub, a, a jacuzzi in the a backyard. A jacuzzi? A jacuzzi in the <laughs> backyard. Um, yeah. And it was a real... For, I was, I was, for bathing jerks. I was really into it with like uh, hiss and a roar to start with. Uh, and mm. then kind of forgot I had it, you know? Right. And then walked out into the backyard when I was like, oh, that's right. I've got that jerk, jerk Uzi. Um, <laughs> For jerk. I'm a jerk. I yeah. should go hop in. <laughs> I should probably thought. hop in. I should probably, I should probably hop in, uh, which I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I recently rediscovered I have a jerk Uzi. And um, yeah. I, I think, honestly, it, it comes about every, every summertime, it's too hot to use it. It's too warm. It's too balmy, okay. right? And I don't you just so. not turn it on. You could just not turn it on, right? Yeah, but then the water gets disgusting. You can't turn just okay. I'll, I'll believe you. Carry on. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not here to fix that problem for you. Go. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot for your help. <laughs> uh, and then as the as the weather begins to cool, it's like, oh yeah, that's right, jacuzzi. So yeah, I for re- jerks. rediscovered it. Um, so jumped, so jumped in after a wee while and uh, thoroughly enjoying myself, bathing, frolicking in the bubbly waters uh, of the jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, it um, was still reasonably light in the sky. So at dusk, it, there was enough light to be able to still see anything at a higher altitude, shall we say. Um, these mm-hmm. days, if I was to jump in the jacuzzi tonight, it's, it's, it's pitch black dark yeah there's yep. not seen anything up there mm-hmm. uh so i just i was frolicking as i as i mentioned enjoying myself in the jacuzzi just relaxing uh bathing myself after another hard day slog and um i pick something up in the sky and i'm like oh and i'm quite used to there being aircraft flying overhead my house uh for the approach to the airport with the aircraft are coming from like the east coast of the country flying from north to south or generally track overhead before they turn around and come to the land so quite used to seeing something so something flew over i was like ah, that's weird. It, it sort of like it's it was moving like like slightly faster than you would sort of see an aircraft fly um and i was a bit perplexed by it so i, I grabbed my phone and jumped onto my flight radar app to just survey the skies overhead. And 
nothing came up. I was like, ah, okay, that's odd. Um, and I sort of like mm-hmm. peered to the heavens and what it looked like was a, a, a grayish metallic-y kind of shape. It was triangular in nature and it was heading sort of yep. directly <clears throat> north to south at yeah, at a higher altitude than you would see an aircraft fly than normally. And I thought, oh, maybe it's something flying above the city, tracking through the south. But again, nothing appeared on flight radar. There were no lights on it, um, and it was very much like dusk. But it was at an altitude higherish that there was enough light shining on it that I could see it. Uh, it was completely mm. silent. Though, of course, the spar jets were on, so there could have been noise, but I, with an aircraft flies <laughs> overhead. Doing his thing. Yeah, if an aircraft so, flies overhead, I can you can still hear it over the jets and spar. Right. Um, it's definitely not just something that, um, like, how how certain are you that it was triangular and not uh, just kind of like, you know, the, the arch of wings that would naturally happen with a, with a you know, commercial aircraft? With some kind of shadows and stuff. Yeah, so my, I wasn't wearing my glasses. <laughs> Let's say that. Oh, don't say that. Come on, man. <laughs> but my I'm vision cut out the word but my, wasn't. But my vision is worse close up. So I've got I've got I've got better long distance vision than I have um, close up vision. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, like because you're not a, you're not a specky git yet, are you? Like I am. I I. Do oh, you dabble these days, eh? I dabble. That's, that's kind of like your new addition to your family in this two years has been your glasses. Yeah, is, is my abhorrent eyesight. Um... <laughs> Hang on, stop talking down your eyesight <laughs> while we're talking about this sort of thing. It's yes. not helping. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Trying I'll... to give some credibility uh, here. Yes, I think famed UFO debunker Philip J. Class would have a field day uh, in this situation. With this nearly blind guy. With this nearly blind guy. We did guy. mention that J hole blind... last time. Oh, did we? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that class hole. Oh, and nice. I said it was a J. What, what did the J stand for? And I said it was just a J hole. <laughs> it was Julian, wasn't it? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, I shouldn't give him credit because I can't stand that guy. But um, I think it was Julian actually. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Yeah. Anyway, irrelevant. Anyway, any... Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Uh, in terms of debunking it, it's, it's a prime opportunity to say that like, I have no idea what I was doing. But I am, let's just say, let's just say here, right, right, now, underline it, I am familiar yep. with air traffic in the skies. I, aviation yeah, what I was is, a, say is... is an interest and a passion of mine, and I'm familiar with what goes on in the skies, and I've seen plenty of odd lights in the sky, and I identify them as like the ISS or a planet or something like that. So I'm... Starlink. Yep, Starlink. Another the the thing I was going to... Thing I was going to butt in with is um, is that behaviour of you, you know, watching something, looking at it, checking it on the flight radar, knowing it's tracking, you know, north south or south north based on what the runways are doing, what the wind direction is, all of that sort of stuff is something you've done for as long as I've known you. Mm-hmm. So it's not unusual behaviour to add that kind of colour to a story like this. And um, it is, and what I saw that night was nothing like I've ever seen before. It was nothing I've ever seen before resembles what I saw that night. Um, yeah, because that's the other thing. If it was just a regular commercial aircraft, because of your your interests and your background and all that sort of stuff, you'd be able to identify it. Yes. You know, Let's you say... sit there and watch things all day long in your jacuzzi, <laughs> um, and, and it's never <laughs> never been something that's occurred to you as You're being... You're sitting there in the jacuzzi, jerking it to things in the sky, and... <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i think that's what 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 the 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 feeling i had was that doesn't look like anything i know what it is and i generally have never had that feeling before when i look at something in the sky and cannot Mm. tell what it was and that was the weirdest thing for me i was like i can't identify that and it was in like flight radar had nothing on it um it wasn't a I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it could have been a drone or something, but it was moving. It was quite high up and moving quite fast, and it didn't seem like yeah. a drone to me. Like my first thought was, "Oh, it must that must be?" When I couldn't see it on flight radar, I thought, "Is that a drone? It must be a drone." Like I'm trying mm. to find a natural um, explanation for it or something like normal, but it wasn't a drone, as far as I can yeah. tell, or any sort of drone I've ever seen that I know of. Um, and 
for again for our listener is we don't really have military aircraft in New Zealand. <laughs> like there isn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like if this Although, was um like if this it was this this week there was the C seventeen um landed in Christchurch. I saw that from the spar as well when it came into land. I from sitting, the jacuzzi. I was sitting there and then the jerky from the jacuzzi. I was just lying there and I was like, you know, flew over here and I'm like, eh, is that C seventeen? How oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was so really cool. No chance it was that, right? No, no chance it's no C seventeen. No chance at all. <laughs> but that was quite cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it's awesome. It, it so was a, it was thoughts, a really on, kind thoughts of un, and speculations. It was an unsettling feeling knowing it was something I couldn't identify. It wasn't like illuminated. Mm. So it wasn't. It wasn't all lit up. That was one yeah. thing that was quite clear. That the light that had it was it was reasonably high altitude from what I think I could tell. But based on the size of it and where I was, it was it was it was much higher than a regular aircraft be flying overhead. Uh, and mm. it seemed like the light from as the sun started was setting, that like dusky sky had illuminated a, a, a greyish metallic object. And I just watched it head from north to south until it was out of sight. And I was like, hmm, I don't know what mm. that is. That's really weird. And I felt a little unsettled. I didn't know what it was. So, yeah. Interesting. Very good. Yeah. Bonified. Yeah. You were so bona fide in that jerky. I was. <laughs> The bubbles yeah, and the hot water nice. and the jets and stuff, that doesn't do you. <laughs> Great. All um, right. I've got another follow-up from uh, episode one that um, we need to get to. Um, so in that episode, we had, you might re- might recall you had a hard out. Um, hard out in our terms being, I can record till 6 p.m., but I have to leave at 6 p.m. on the dot. No languishing about, no running late. Yes, none of that. You had a hard out. And the reason you had a hard out was because you were going to the movies to watch uh, Halloween Kills. Could <laughs> it just give us a recap of that movie? Uh, thoughts, feelings, um, give me a review. Uh, I think, I think our listeners deserve that after two years of waiting. <laughs> uh, it was better than Halloween Ends, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, spent a lo- we spent far too long talking about um, Courtney Cox uh, and... And her relationship with David Arquette, um, how he's into wrestling um, and things like that in that episode. So not going to recap it anymore because anyone listening to this can just go back to to the last episode from two years ago. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just flip back to, to the that. previous episode of yeah. uh, two years ago. Yeah. So I think it was Rotten Tomatoes gives it a three out of ten. Um, mm. Your thoughts on Halloween Kills? Any any better than it? Can, can you give me? Can you give me four? No. Can you remember it? Uh, no, I can. I, I have seen it since. Um, Halloween Ends was shocking. It was absolutely shocking. It was, so one, was of, that, one of the worst. So Halloween Ends They was... tried to reboot the, they rebooted the franchise with Halloween. Um, yeah. Halloween Kills 2021. It was delayed due to the old bit. Uh, oh, 30, yeah. 39% Rotten Tomatoes, 5.5 INDB. I reckon Halloween Ends must be like a one. It was shocking. <laughs> Halloween ends. Great. Forty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I completely disagree with that. That one movie was far worse. Far far Great. worse. Uh, but like Halloween, <laughs> the, the, the Halloween reboot. Here you go. Halloween twenty eighteen. Yep. I reckon this won't be too bad. Seventy nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. That one. I quite like that one. And then it just yeah. plummeted off the edge of the bloody cliff. <laughs> So is it do they actually call it ends because that's the end of that franchise now like, uh, it won't be did it did it tie it up like is it are we done well they threw michael myers through a mincemeat machine like no what it was it was a um like a machine is a, this a spoiler should we be spoiling this not from this movie <laughs> It's <laughs> two years old. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, they threw him through like, and it was a car crusher. That's what it was. They threw him through like a car crushing uh, machine. Um, uh, but in, Hall- in Halloween, um, Halloween Kills was all right. Halloween ends, <laughs> though. Like, it doesn't, it hardly even has Buddy Mike Myers or Michael Myers. Mike Myers is the actor, isn't he? So Michael Myers is the. Uh, uh, we got to be we got to be careful with this conversation because we had the same conversation in the last episode. Damn it! <laughs> um, I, oh, it's I a rem- can we just put a repeat to... around this? 
<laughs> just to repeat a comment. Yeah, this is just a can we just, recap can of we last just, episode. Can we just like, um, can you just edit it in the last conversation that we had for the previous episode to this bit here? <laughs> yeah. You and I will take a yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because, um, yeah, I was positing the question of did the comedian come after the character? Because that's an odd choice if it's a screen name. Or was the character after the comedian was famous? Because that's an odd choice as a killer. But anyway, we, we didn't answer that. We're not, we're not going to answer it now. Let's let's carry on. And I, have um, you have you seen um, everything everywhere all at once? No, and we didn't talk about that in the last episode because it wasn't out. No, it didn't exist. It's a twenty twenty two movie. It has give a me nine, the, it has give a, me the cliff notes on that. It has a ninety four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, oh, yeah. I turned it off. I couldn't stand it. Hated it. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Um, and no, and no, and no one else, yet? and no one else I know didn't like that mm. movie. <laughs> I couldn't stand yeah, it. Yeah, right. It was just too. Really? It was too weird. I didn't like it. But it, I'm saying so because it has Jamie Lee Curtis in it, who um, also was in the famed Halloween. Yeah, you talked about her last week. Yeah, Jamie Lee, you get it. You Jamie did this Lee. joke last week. You were saying how I have to call her Miss Curtis and you were calling her Jamie Lee because you knew her better. Yeah. Come on. Get some Man, it's just so predictable in my old age. <laughs> it's so good. Um, uh, have you seen Oppenheimer yet? Uh, no, I haven't. No? Okay. Um, I have. Saw it in the movie theatre. I think that's how you have to watch it. I Is don't there- know that... I th- it's it's one of those weird ones where I liked it, but I have a hard time recommending it because I know it's probably not what people want or expect. What? So, I'm I'm a bit worried that there's a few things in there that could just upset me. Okay. I don't I don't know um, how you've obviously seen it. And I I haven't, but yeah. I don't know how, how well can, how well can Christopher Nolan direct a sex scene. <laughs> like I've never seen a Christopher Nolan sex scene before. I know he's like the movies I've seen, yeah, I like his movies. I've never seen one of the sex scenes. I, I just, I just don't know what to expect. Yeah, it must have been new for him. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you like losing his, his V plates, you know, old, um, <laughs> old Noli and his sex scene. Like you know, like, I won't want to see it, but I just don't know if I want to see the sex scene that he does. I, I understand there's more than one sex scene. I was like, I don't know if I want to see that. How do you know this? Uh, Where are you finding this? Because I, I went into it and knowing it's Christopher Nolan, I didn't expect such a thing. So it really took me by surprise. I was like, well, surely the reason not. I know about Surely it is this isn't. Because uh, I read an article about how Oppenheimer's sex scene sparks controversy among, among Hindus, uh, in, Hindus, India's Hindu right-wing groups. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if I can answer um, that without spoiling certain things, so I won't go too won't go too deep in that one. And you can take with says, during the scene, whose character stops during intercourse and picks up a copy of one of Hindu's holiest scriptures and asks Murphy, supposed to lead of Doctor J. Robert Oppenheimer, to read from it. Now I am death to destroy worlds of Oppenheimer reads from the scripture as he resumes intercourse with Jean. Like, Resumes intercourse with Gene. Like, that line. It's just like, mm. <laughs> like oh my god. Um, yeah, um, that happens. Uh, yeah. There's a, yeah. That, that, it threw me just as much as it did Oppenheimer in the moment, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It um, just all seems a bit, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I just, It's um, a three-hour-long movie, and that takes up about 18 seconds, so you can probably <laughs> tolerate it. Are you, showing, are you saying that he's only an 18-second man? No, I'm oh, saying man. the power of editing. Things can be as oh. long or as short as you like, pal. Is that a hint to what I see in the movie? <laughs> uh, the power of editing it can be as long or as short as you like, pal. Are you saying yeah. there's full frontal Oppenheimer? No, I'm not saying that. Oh, right. That'd be a strange way for <laughs> Nolan to go. It was, was the Dark Knight, and now it's Oppenheimer's nether regions. Yeah, well, he says as long as or as short as you like. And I'm like, is this in the magic of editing? Does Nolan make Oppenheimer like 
It's not the full frontal I mean, you need, it's the full frontal you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to see that. No. No. You okay. Don't, from memory, you don't see that. If you do, I didn't notice. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, that's a shame then. <laughs> you didn't even notice it. <laughs> so the whole the whole Nolan sex scene, it just throws me a little bit. I'm like... Yeah. It's new, isn't it? It is new for yeah, him. Yeah, like... Uh, it's, it'd be is, weird if he it, went in it, that direction. Where his yeah, next one was yeah. was raunchier and raunchier still until it just turns into like okay is anyone ever going to have clothes on again? A porno. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is 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 the sex scene necessary? Why are you dwelling on this? Because um, I find the Nolan sex scene so weird. I mean, well, I, I mean, there that's was one that, thing. There was a there was a, an alluded to sex scene in um, in the Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, <laughs> Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. He just kind of gets out of bed and walk of shames himself into his bat cave. Yes, um, and for some reason the power's been shut off to Wayne Manor after not having money for one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> There's a plot hole for you. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I don't think... I think there's a balance with Christopher Nolan stuff where he doesn't let plot holes get in the way sometimes. And, and probably with everyone, every good director really is that weird outlandish stuff can happen and it doesn't get in the way and the the true skill is when you don't notice it um but then the other thing i was going to say is is that sex scene necessary it must be otherwise he wouldn't have put it in there so the thing with the nolan one is you come away and you can go you can go bees deep in in thinking about what did you see what is the symbolism what is it how is it structured all of that sort of stuff with a nolan movie so just to just a film snob you it can't be a mistake he didn't make mistakes in my mind well not at 93 percent of rotten tomatoes is that what it got that's interesting yeah because yeah it's one that i reckon would miss a lot of people like it's really really dialogue heavy it took me 10 minutes i thought i was going to go and see you know because the way that trailer people cut trailers is it's going to be kind of actiony and you might expect to see you know um a B-29 with a bomb coming out of it somewhere, but it's a, it's really dialogue heavy. And it, it took me like 10 minutes to be, to realize, Oh, I'm going to have to start really kind of concentrating. Otherwise I'll miss something. And sure enough, most of it is talking and, you know, lingering kind of shots of certain things and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's so worth it if you do sit there, concentrate and throw yourself into it. But I could see how people could go in thinking it's one thing they don't dive in as hard as they probably needed to to actually come away with the right story and then they leave disappointed because it's not the action movie you thought it was going to be that's that's why it's like one of those ones loved it but have a hard time recommending it to the right people mm, okay mm, yeah have you seen barbie i haven't seen barbie no <laughs> it was the <laughs> there was certainly um when i went to the movies there was two crowds uh, and you could probably easily um determine who was going to which one. one barbie going one way oppenheimer going the other way it's they're they're quite polar opposites aren't they <laughs> yeah, it's so funny they're out in the same weekend yeah 88 <laughs> um, percent for barbie so who but wins it's, uh, what was it's, oppenheimer it's, it's uh 95 i think you see yes in your face barbie but Barbie's grossed like one point two billion dollars at the box office. So, oh, yeah, true. Um, ninety three, yeah. ninety three. Oh, so. Mm. Um, so one. So we're. Uh, what are we doing for time? Thirty six minutes in. Yeah. Um, do you want to uh, intro our paranormal topic for the week, and then I've got a little, little something something to end us on um, after that. Okay, uh, so we thought that, um, I mean, we've returned from hiatus, and I've been <laughs> able to share my own UAP sighting, and uh-huh. um, given that the, well, in the last few weeks, these UFO congressional hearings have been going on, um, I thought we could have a wee chat about the some of the, the, top, the top takeaways from the congressional hearings you mean like who ordered what for like ufo yes yes takeaways um yeah okay this one had a butter chicken this one had yeah bk 
Uh, yeah, Matt Gates uh, ordered underage teenage girls. Apparently, um, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all our, um, Matt, Matt, Ga- uh, Matt Gates and his um, uh, child solicitation and things like that. He's um, a okay. bit of a dodgy bugger. Who's Matt Gates? He's a Republican politician from uh, Florida. And, okay. um, he's a oh, bit, they're he's the a bit best dodge. politicians in Florida, aren't they? They're always the good ones in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's have a look. Matt Gates. Uh, he's 41. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably knows uh, some peers called Steve. Yeah, yeah. He's got a sharp, sharp looking jaw and uh, hairline and some pretty white teeth. <laughs> um, great, great. And uh, yeah, he seems, he's been a bit dodgy. Uh, I think he's, um, I think he's had, had a, um, yeah, had a bit of a, uh, reputation for not being i guess the most ethical politician how does he um, fit into our story uh because he's in the committee <laughs> oh okay okay i see where this is going i know uh, very little prosecutors about have it. spent months investigating gates personal conduct and uh, specifically allegations that he was part of a scheme that led to sex trafficking of a 17 year old girl okay. so very good right uh, ultimately it was dropped but um <laughs> good fella yeah <laughs> anyway uh so <laughs> outside of that um there's a here are sort of five of um david grush's yeah grush's uh claims and what is he uh, from he's, the he's a former he, u.s intelligence official right and a whistleblower gotcha. and he basically came out so the cliff notes <clears throat> of the story is they came out and said i've got a bunch of whistles to blow on this whole ufo thing and so what did they set up a a hearing somewhere like who are the people that he's actually telling and why so a house oversight subcommittee held a hearing on ufos uh known as the uh aerial phenomenon uh, uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon or uaps and heard a mystifying testimony about unexplained object sightings and government position of non-human biological matter uh, mm. So he is, uh, this is the, the top five as told by a random news article that I have come into possession of. <laughs> so first one is that the government is absolutely in possession of UAPs. So David Grush, a former US intelligence official, told the panel that he is absolutely certain that the federal government is in possession of UAPs, citing interviews he was conducted with 40 witnesses over a four-year period. The former U.S. intelligence official said he led Defense Department efforts to analyze reported UAP sightings and was informed of a multi-decade Pentagon program that endeavored to collect and reconstruct crashed UAPs. Mm-hmm. Asked by uh, Representative Jared Moskowitz how such a program is funded, Grush claimed that the effort is above congressional oversight and bankrolled by misappropriation of funds. Does that mean that there is money in the budget that is set to go to a program that it doesn't and it goes to something else? Muskwich asked. Uh, yes, I have specific knowledge of that, Grush said, although he did not provide more details, claiming the information remains classified. So a bit it's convenient really not with the answer that. there. Yeah, but it's not, uh, it's not that. I mean, that doesn't surprise me in, this, in the slightest. Like, I assumed that was what was happening. Black budgets, right? That's what yeah. we've been hearing about for, for for ages. But even even like it, it, it's sort of yeah, it could be a black budget of sorts. It could be just this money goes to you know Northrop and they go and do whatever they want with it. It's like you're not tracking that money all the way to the end. Mm, they go yeah. like buy like a, you know a coffee machine for like the smoker room or something like that. Yeah, like, you weren't authorized to buy that. And like, well. <laughs> The dog's got to eat coffee. Yeah, exactly. We've got to, got to sort of play it up during the break time. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> next one here is the non-human biologics were now we're talking. found at this a crash site. Not... So, uh, Grush, who underscored that he has not personally spotted a UAP, unlike me from my um, <laughs> jerk Uzi, uh, told the panel that he knows of multiple colleagues who are injured by UAPs. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, and that means like you just put a band-aid on after a paper cut uh, by shuffling some paper or I don't know it was something far more terrifying than that 
Um, he also said he has interviewed individuals who had recovered non-human biologics from crashed UAPs. Grush said he prefers the term non-human rather than alien or extraterrestrial. Um, asked by Representative Eric Berlinson to substantiate the crash UAP's claim, the former intelligence official says he could not divulge specific details, once again claiming the information was too sensitive to share with the public. He did, however, describe the nature of what he saw. I have to be very careful here, but what I personally witnessed, myself and my wife, was very disturbing. I, I don't know why his wife was there. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. Take your wife to work day? <laughs> But one of the personal witnesses, myself and my wife, is, is he saying that he was disturbed and, his, and he was very disturbed by both the uh, non-human biologics and also his wife? If you read it <laughs> this way, he did, however, describe the nature of what he saw. I have to be very clear here. What I personally witnessed, myself and my wife, was very disturbed. <laughs> Great. Yikes. Uh, a Pentagon spokesperson told NBC News that uh, Grush's claims are false. Of course they did. Um, mm -hmm. What I've heard about this guy is um, if he's accused of lying, he's lying effectively under oath and can go to jail. If he's if, he, if it's proof that he's lying, he can be prosecuted uh, really? for, for how lying. How do they prove yeah, that? Because he's, oh, I'm not sure how they prove it, but he's he's he, effectively, if he's, telling, if he's not telling the truth, he can uh, be uh, imprisoned for giving false testimony because yeah. he is sworn under oath giving this testimony. So that's why some people are buying this a bit more. Yeah. It's it's an odd one, though, to have to try and prove that something doesn't exist. Mm. It's one thing to prove something does exist, because all you do is find it. To prove it doesn't exist means, what, you you don't find it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really hard to say, well, I didn't find it. Where else did you look? Yeah, he's also quite um, ruthless against his, the appearance of his wife and what we saw before. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, so officials must establish a safe and transparent reporting process. So some lawmakers and witnesses push the federal government to establish clear channels to communicate UAP information with both the public and the military and said the military should establish a comprehensive reporting process for unidentified object sightings. Ryan Graves, a former Navy pilot, told the panel that military pilots do not feel adequately briefed on UAPs, which he said leaves them unprepared to respond to UAP encounters. The former Navy pilot claimed that commercial airline pilots have spotted UAPs too. There has to be a safe and transparent reporting process for pilots both on the ground uh, and the commercial and the military side to be able to report UAPs. So, um, okay. yeah, allow people it. saying here yeah, that you know, if a pilot sees something, be it in the air, on the ground, or whatever, they, if it was a a, a close encounter with another aircraft, like a near miss, as they call it in aviation, you report that. Yeah, that's, that's very right. Critical, you do. Uh, if it's something like you know, it's not a conventional aircraft. Uh, if you do, a pilot could be viewed that they may they may lose their job and. Um, yep for being Yo, you know, reporting something and there's no mech told, yeah. told it was insane yeah you're seeing things that that's right of... and there's no mechanism for them to report anything if you re report it um they get told merely at this point to report it to a ufo group which isn't right. actually any part of the faa or <laughs> like we could so... be a ufo group right we could just <laughs> totally. say, sit up a chair in my garage and say or you and i just care. float around in my jacuzzi looking at the sky trying to <laughs> no, trying to find no, no. ufos I, I said seats in my garage i want it on the record <laughs> <laughs> well so far the hot spot for ufo sightings yeah is my jacuzzi yeah, that's that's the uh, uh, UFO command center. That's our base of O. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Take a throwback uh, to UFO <laughs> hunters back in the day. <laughs> it's now the jacuzzi. Okay, I'll um, allow it. Yeah. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, um, he wants to something... reopen a Project Blue Book type um, investigatory uh, group then, almost. And have, it, and have it so that if you see something, you can report it without fear of ridicule. Um, or Although, yeah, Project the, Blue Book was more interested in debunking in a way, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely right. Um, cool. And this 
comes to the next point that stigma associated with sightings silences possible witnesses. So some witnesses and lawmakers at the hearing argued that the stigma associated with reporting UFO sightings, as well as the alleged harassment of those who work to investigate them, may be hindering efforts to determine their origins. Graves told the panel that stigma silences pilots with their professional repercussions, which he said is compounded by recent government claims questioning the credibility of eyewitnesses and testimony. The Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, has no mechanism for pilots to report UAPs and it's a direction to civilian groups based on his jacuzzi that are often dismissed it's the domain of crank and conspiracy theorists <laughs> yep okay yeah go on where'd it say where'd it say that <laughs> you and your, uh, you your one man UFO spotting club <laughs> out in your jacuzzi and finally, UFO spotted accelerating to supersonic speed. So David Fravor, a former Navy commander, you would known from the TikTok UFO sightings in 2004, uh, reported... You said TikTok. Tic- I said TikTok. Damn it. Damn, I did. <laughs> You're such a millennial, Tic- Tom. I love my, t- I love my TikTok. <laughs> uh, who spotted a white TikTok <laughs> shaped object in 2004 uh, hovering above uh, hovering above the jets and just above the Pacific Ocean uh, has mm-hmm. he descended to inspect the sighting he claimed the unidentified aircraft which he said bore no visible rotors wings or exhaust began to ascend and approach the spider jet he claimed the UAP then vanished only to appear a few seconds later but at this time it was spotted 60 miles away Forever told the committee that the technology he and his team encountered defies logical explanation the technology that we face is far superior to anything that we had Forever claimed and there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. Brilliant. Um, and follow, uh, from from that and from some other um, information I've looked into, the apparently, if you if you follow this and believe it and buy into it, the the Tic Tac is that was witnessed was very much a reverse engineered craft of human origin, and these things have been tested for multiple years. There's been reports that some military personnel at times have seen something of a tic-tac origin uh, unloaded from a C-130 Hercules uh, at a remote military base and we're told uh, through no uncertain terms if you spoke about this that will be the end of you um, (laughs) and used these and tested them so yeah the the, this famed um, this tic-tac was actually a craft of human origin um, based on a reverse engineered UAP vehicle. So, in, uh, in, um, that, in that same uh, whistleblowing exercise, he said that the kind of suspicions around Roswell was true, right? And is the insinuation then that it's reverse engineered from something way back then, or is it something newer? Uh, yeah, so there's there's a few of them. There was, um, I think, since the dawn of the atomic age, um, there's, again, back to Oppenheimer, here we go, yep. there's yep. been a, um, a number of these uh, crashes. There's another one um, that was referenced as well, even, even prior to Roswell. Um, oh. There was an, um, an, another, 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 another video or, or article I read on this. So there's been a few of these from that time frame. Um, and... Yeah, from very much those early days, that led to a reverse engineering program, which has developed certain um, certain craft. And like I think what I what I saw from my jacuzzi could well have been something like the famed TR three B. Yeah, yep. yeah, which is one that uh, uh, even uh, Tom DeLong got a name checked during this. Right, they were talking about yep. um, uh, the disclosure. Uh, events that he's been kind of core to and he talks and and references in his books and all sorts of things about the tr3b being a legitimate bona fide experimental aircraft so yeah yeah and i think probably I, I think probably um, uh, uh, you know, the vast majority of these these uap craft that are being seen are likely of a reverse engineer type um yeah. there will be some likely extraterrestrial or non-human biological entity crops but um i think a vast majority of them are probably um things that have been reverse engineered um over the years um, so my, my question for you on all of this then is um people seem to not really care um what more could actually happen to make people believe it would it have to literally be the president standing there saying it no i think this is this, for me this is what um, people have been talking about what disclosure means for many years, and yeah. I think this is disclosure is actually a gradual process where people are warmed up to the idea to the 
to the point where actually most I think most people if you look I think survey like most most adults these days yeah. um, in the US is from they... what we've seen is that they already believe it um, yeah. so in some yeah, way, shape, think, or form, right? That whole, yeah, well, the odds are think, the but, universe is big enough to, you know, house yeah. us, so it would be silly to think there was anything but. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's it. I think, I think the viewpoint is that there's, something's being held back. Um, the full truth isn't being told, and I think people are gradually being warmed up to it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just you're gradually heating this up in the oven to the point where it's fully cooked. Yeah. And, um, so you'll know yeah, it's fully like, cooked when it's fully disclosed, accepted, and still there's no mass hysteria, panic reaction. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I think the the way that you could do it, if you were to come out and say it, I think I think it would be too much of a revelation to say it all at once. You just gradually warn people up to the idea that hey, this is this is happening, and then all of a sudden. Bam, you know, it just becomes the accepted reality. Um, mm. When that day comes, I don't know, but I, I, it feels like we're getting closer. I, and I think, like, disclosure is already in, heading in the right direction. I mean, I don't know, it'd be nice to, to know for certain, uh, mm. but I don't think we'll ever, I don't think we'll ever really, well, not ever, but I don't think in the, the near term we'll get there. I think it's just people who are, who have a, authority of the subject will gradually be able to communicate this and just the consensus and understanding the public comes to a point where they're like, yeah, okay, well, it's probably true based on yeah. the things I'm hearing. So, yeah, yeah it hasn't changed my life and I'm going to be okay. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. We'll, keep, we'll um, see what else kind of unravels from this thread then over the coming, I don't know, next episode in a couple of years' time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any more on that before we uh, start to wrap things up? We're at uh, no, 54 think, minutes, think, so I think we're doing pretty good. I think we're doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah that, it's, 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 it's exciting to have these hearings out in the public. It's, it's like, like as you said, like, I've been, it'd, be, it'd be nice for there to be some a bit more attention to it, but I think the people who are the hardcore believers aren't particularly surprised by anything they're hearing. So anything that I, yeah. I have seen and read in this, it's just really just, it aligns with my existing beliefs, so yep. sort of like cool. Well, it's, um, please, it's getting some airtime. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I guess people who aren't going to believe are always going to try and um, be skeptical about it, and um, yeah, they'll find excuses for why certain information is not coming out, um, and you know, just call it as it is. So mm. yeah, it's 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 sort of almost like it's a bit of a um, it's a bit anticlimactic in a way, but um, it's still good. Have these discussion happening. Um, All steps in the right direction. Yeah, we're in a better place than we were back in the previous episode, episode one two five. Let's say that. I think it would be interesting to uh, maybe in the coming weeks um, dive deeper into some of the statements because um, I reckon there'll be some of the some of the statements he said. I reckon we could um, unpack and um, really look at. Here's what he means. Here's what he's referencing. Um, give some account of. When he talks about a tic tac, there's a whole backstory as to what that means, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's other examples that get a, get a reference that we could we could pick at to um yep. keep that going. Sounds nice. good. Sounds yeah. good. Um, for this final segment, um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't ever get me some strange book in front of me, um, so <laughs> neither do <laughs> I actually. <laughs> Was They're the, downstairs. Think... I've got I've got one downstairs, but um, yeah, right. well, as well as that um, glossy new UFO book I, I showed you a few ah, weeks yes. ago. Well, in the, during the break, uh, I invested in another book. Uh, this time, not from a second-hand shop or a opportunity shop. What? Um, this is a Haynes manual on alien invasion. Are you familiar with Haynes manuals? No, I'm not. So Haynes manuals are quite a famous thing. Um, they're not uncommon um, for somebody to get, like a dad would get a Haynes manual for Father's Day. Uh, and the Haynes manual is like, the, the covers always look the same. It's got a uh, red and yellow stripe down it, and it, um, it'll have like an exploded view of, say, a V-Dub Beetle. And the Haynes manual is kind of like, 
shows you all the ins and outs of every component in that book um, in a nice kind of well-designed way so you could kind of get an idea of of uh, how it came together and and what the different parts are doing and what they look like and so somebody is obviously I mean Haynes it's a legitimate Haynes book there's a Haynes manual for what to do uh, with uh, there's an what to do um, in the event of an alien invasion so all about knowing what aliens are like um, it's just in the same vein as there's another edition here that's a zombie survival Haynes manual all right I'm, I'm looking at this now so it's a is it the alien invasion survival manual Haynes manual and there's some sort of like gray type entities on the cover yeah that's right? the one yep so yeah so um so what I was thinking these are these are books aimed at um at kids or enlightened adults like ourselves um <laughs> <laughs> in, in the back of the book, I was flicking through. I thought this might be might be quite a fun thing. There's an exam where they ask you questions. Oh wow! And if okay. you, once yep. you complete the exam, it's got quite cool looking certificate and alien defense certificates in the back. <laughs> so I thought, as an ongoing segment, I mean, I could just end each episode as we go through with two or three of these, um, and at the end, I'll I'll grade you based on the answers and see that are if given, I and see if you get a certificate. If, if I qualify for my certificate yeah. in so, um, surviving alien invasion. All right. I, yeah. I like this. So this, this is, this is, um, uh, this is now your, um, your lifelong quest into, uh, alien invasion defense. Um, you're now questing after the certificate. Okay. So question number one. The Haynes Alien Invasion Manual is A. Quite a funny book that I use as a tray for my TV dinners. <laughs> B. A bit of a laugh. I like aliens and stuff. And <laughs> stuff? <laughs> C. I'm now embarking on a program to abduction-proof my house. Or D. This is it, man. This is hardcore. This manual is going to save humanity. I'd have to go D, surely. Okay. okay. Um, cool. All right. So, um, question two. And I, I don't know how, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to move on. I, I'm i not going to give you the answers as to how well you did each time. Okay. Um, we'll know once we get to the end of the course, which is 20 questions, whether you okay. qualify or not. <laughs> Um, it's quite a weird marking grade by the look of it, so I can't just flip to the back and give you the right answer. Uh, what is the yeah, speed of yeah. light? A, it's how quickly I get out of work on a Friday. B, <laughs> <laughs> give Professor it's... Stephen Hawking a call. C, it's a He's universal... Dead, isn't he? <laughs> is he? <laughs> it's a universal constant that is important in many areas of physics. D, it's what we need to ensure that alien scum can never threaten our planet. Oh, <laughs> that one's a bit aggressive. Yeah, all right. Um, let's go give Stephen Hawking a call. Okay, going B. Uh, yeah. And the final one for tonight. Uh, He'll which tell of... you. He'll set you straight. <laughs> yeah. Which of the following phrases best describes your understanding of the Treaty of Griada, signed in 1955? Are you familiar with such a treaty? course i am treaty of what oh sorry answer a treaty of what i'm not sure was it something to do with breakfast god's sake this is punishing. <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> uh, who B? wrote that they should be ashamed of themselves that, <laughs> they that should is be shame. ashamed of themselves come on and even worse someone might choose it uh b was it that we were allowed to go on a trip in one of their flying saucers? C. This was the first formal agreement between humans and aliens. D. It was a, it was a mistake. Never deal with aliens. None of them feel right, if you ask me. Uh, I reckon it has to be C, right? Formal treaty. Okay. Yeah. We'll lock and see. But yeah. I am leaning towards breakfast. That breakfast. <laughs> it was so all. funny. It yeah. was so funny. It was so good. 
Um, okay, so that's the first three questions down. We'll revisit that again okay. next week. Um, I reckon and... I got a hundred and twenty percent on those. That's okay, pretty good for me. Yeah, good. Uh, and um, anything else to report before we wind this up and get our first episode out for almost two it's years? Good to be back. Um, and there's no chance of me having children anytime soon, so you don't have to worry about a hiatus on my end. Okay. All right. Promise. I've had my tube. I have my tubes tied, so yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> good stuff. Um, all That's right. That's the correct term. Well. On that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next time. Total ooh.